It's there. We didn't fuck up this time. We got it. We, we got, got it, yo. Look the hang of this. Mm. So I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna I'm gonna come out and say it. The neat lifestyle is probably pretty fun, but you seem a little on edge. Are you are you getting over it? Why don't be on edge? I don't know. I think I'm not on edge. The I'm, pop filter. The I'm, pop filter got you like the pop filter got you like a little. It was pissing me off. It got you a little tilted. <laughs> I'm sorry if I got tilted. It's you got just, a little. You got a little tilted on the pop filter. Well, so simple dumb things not working the way they're supposed to always kind of get me tilted as a person. That's like. That's like the number one thing that will get me angry fast is really dumb small things. I have a I have a pea brain, so I, <laughs> when when I, I like to think that I can navigate this world as like a, you know, competent, successful human, but then like a tiny thing gets in my way. Yeah, it could be meltdown central if you're not careful. I mean, honestly, fucking same. Yo, now is the time to wage fucking war against our hypocrites. Complete, and I think that's like ninety percent. Like, I'm smarter than this of the, of the population. <laughs> yeah, like when you like when you accidentally like push a door that you're supposed to pull, and you're just like, your first, I just I want to leave. Is the uh, what is it? What's that show with the dude where he sits there with the door and he bends it the other fucking way? I can't remember the name. of it. Oh my god, yeah, it's just, I can't. Remember I can't remember either, the name of the fucking just, show, but it's just, funny as shit. He just pulls he just the door. Pulls and he goes, no, it. see, it's a pull, <laughs> and just like goes through. That's my first reaction, or just like break through the glass, like one of those like. Women in a third world country you always see where they just psh, right through the glass. Oh, yeah. Like that. And just like, doors open now while I'm bloody <laughs> and cut to pieces. <laughs> Dude, yeah. That's what that's, it gets for trying to stop me. <laughs> that's, that's how you know you've seen a lot of live league videos. <laughs> Those are my favorites. You just oh, walk through the door. R.I.P., man. I saw one today. It wasn't a live league, but it was like a Tesla. Oh, God. In China. And it like pulled over for a second to avoid something. And then all of a sudden it started speeding up and it like got stuck in speed up mode. What? And it started like, it's all these security cameras and it's still, it looks like a rural village still. No but, shit. But like there's so many. The and a Tesla one just blew me while I was watching. a rice paddy. Like. What blew me was like the fact they had so many security cameras that they got him going down this road the whole way. Oh my God. For yeah. like a, several miles because he sped up to probably almost like 250. No. I, no. It way. was like, boom. Like you could see it go past the camera and it'd be like. <laughs> like absurdly fast so crazy fast. And they why did he not put the brakes on they couldn't disengage i think it wasn't working because everything's done with a computer in there i feel like there has to be some kind of manual override system i don't think so because there's plenty of the guy stories. was probably knocked out on the fentanyl there's plenty of stories of people um getting locked in them when they light on fire because the electricals fail Oh, and shit. once the electricals fail, you can't get out because it requires like an a command to make it do it. There's no manual anything in a Tesla. Have you tried putting it in a bowl of rice? Apparently, yeah. Oh, dude, I saw some post that was like, it was it was a 4chan post, and the guy it was a screenshot of his text message, and the guy said, "Hey, man, I'm not gonna be able to come in today. Um, can you fill in for me? My, or I have like a thing. My 
my friend's brother drowned in his pool and he goes have you tried putting him in a bag of rice oh my god and he, he had the screenshot scene <laughs> he said guys help me how do i walk this back like, <laughs> <laughs> he just he just like imp- impulsively responded to it. <laughs> so bad man uh, but yeah, I uh, I've been enjoying your your streams lately. You finally been having some time to stream. Yeah, I was trying to get into the YouTube thing today and mess with it a little bit. But um, I noticed it you seems were on like the, YouTube you were seems, on the Uncle Ted's channel today. Yeah, I was, and I'm trying to see if I can get some traffic over there. So if you guys go to the Uncle Ted's YouTube channel and subscribe, that's like our only other real social media that we have. Um, there aren't any videos on there right now, so maybe we can work on some like guideline friendly ones that we can put up. <laughs> yeah, just you know? bleep the R words. <laughs> just some adult ones that aren't yeah. like uh, you know, that can't get you get the channels app, because I'm pretty sure I got a strike when I was doing our uh my solo show. You shows. already got us a strike? You don't remember that? I got a strike on one of our solo things. I think it was a copyright it was for medical misinformation. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got right. hit with the old medical you got misinformation. Hit with the misinfo. Probably just because I was just talking about something and not actually even showing anything researched. Right. I was probably just like waxing about something at the time. And that's and they what were like, happened. That's a no, and no. Like, well know? that was like the whole thing when we first got our Patreon and you spurred out and posted like an Alex Jones, Jones documentary. documentary. Let's go. Yeah. And that was like, that's our what I'm s- supposed to do here, right? I know, <laughs> I know, but it was literally our second post. And we did a whole episode early on about just like what we had to go through. It's so insane that like any little thing you talk about Alex Jones, you talk about anything outside the narrative, like these platforms, like I'm amazed. Honestly, the only reason our Spotify is still up is because nobody's fucking listening to us. <laughs> I mean, to be completely probably, fucking honest. Probably. Wild man, wild. But the the magic streaming. I'm happy you've been getting into magic streaming. Actually, something I wanted to talk to you about was: uh, Have you been following any of the Hasbro stock fiasco? I, I've I saw videos on it, but I did not click on them. Yes, yeah, because so, that threw me off. Because I was like, wait a minute, Hasbro does Hasbro own Wizards? So yeah, in 2015, Hasbro bought Wizards. See, I didn't know that. I guess they were like, yeah, don't touch the branding because it's fucking Wizards. And so. Yeah, you you have the creators of like iconic D and D, Pokemon, Magic: The Gathering, like some of the most influential like games just in like culture mm-hmm. in general, right? Mm-hmm. This little Wizards of the Coast, and then yeah. they get bought by fucking Mister Potato Head. Could couldn't nothing could go wrong. Nothing could Nothing, go wrong. A large corporate merger? Yeah. Everything so will be fine, right? Essentially, right around 2015, and mind you, I only really got into Magic the Gathering. Like, I was very aware of it, but, like, yeah, really only got is, into it no, about yeah. a year, year and a half It's ago. one of those games, like, if you tell somebody about it, they know what it is, even if they never played it. Right. Usually. Um. So, I mean, I even got into it when, like, the standard set, like, was Hasbro shit. You know, that's where we get, like, all the, the secret layers, the Neon Dynasty, all the fuck. Yeah. I mean, all the kitschy shit. And there's even, like, a graph. If you look at how many sets Magic releases per year, way more than that Oh, now. I thought it was four. I thought it was, like, four core sets a year. It used to be that. And then they would have some extras and some frills. But if you look at a graph now, dude, in 2022, they've released oh, like seen so much shit. 20, 20 sets. I regularly go and like check stock at like Barnes and Noble or something just to see if there's something I want to buy. Like that's yeah. kind of where I get my physical cards. I don't really bother going into card stores. Too so much. what's basically been happening is Mr. Potato Head big corporate merger happened, and they've just inundated their supply with extra printing. And this is like. 
What's funny about this has just occurred to me. This is a perfect allegory for like inflation and the Federal Reserve and like just printing money and that whole thing. So, so one of the things about, okay, uh, Magic the Gathering, they had a reserve list of like original cards like Black Lotus and the Power Nine and all those OG like iconic cards from the Alpha set and shit like that. They were like, we're never going to print these ever again. Oh, yeah. And that's what made them maintain their value, which is how you get Black Lotus cards selling for, no lie, half a million dollars and shit like that. Right. Like, it's crazy. <coughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. What did they do? They reprinted the reserve list. They the just 30th did The 30th anniversary ones? The 30th. And, and mind you, they're putting these packs crap. out. They're putting these packs out. One pack is $1,000. I mean, this product is not designed for the average consumer. That's how much it's, it costs? It's the Magic 30th Anniversary. One pack's $1,000. For what, 12 cards? I believe so. It might be a box. I don't know. Don't Maybe quote, it's like a box set or I something. Might be, I might be misquoted that. Actually, yeah. I kind of want to look that up. In yeah, a but regardless, it's insane. And it's not a product for no. Magic fans. It's not a product for like your average consumer. And what mom is going to buy that for their kid? It's designed you, for YouTubers and streamers. Yeah. And that's where magic's going. To get the hype of like, oh, look, I got a black one. Yeah. Like Post, <laughs> Post Malone makes videos now. Yeah, that He's is shilling true. It. That and, is true. And I've actually, I've been really interested just in the whole, you know, just kind of watching what Hasbro is doing. I think I've been watching some videos and obviously this isn't an original thought, but some people have been making points that... They're purposefully tanking cardboard to drive everyone to arena. Oh yeah! So everything can be online. There's no secondary market. They're trying to tank the secondary market because people right. like me and you can get a hold of like a, a holographic Charizard. You know the magic equivalent of that. Yeah. You know, and and resell it, make a lot of money. Well, Wizards isn't getting any of that. Hasbro isn't getting any of that. Yeah. So they don't want. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah, it kind of, and, and that's uh, the last thing I'll say is oh, it's yeah. it's it also kind of comes into like the digital dollar with like the the Federal Reserve and and how they print money, inflation. They're they're basically Hasbro is deflate or inflating their product. It's deflating its value. It's fucked for the consumer. They're trying to drive everything online, and that's mm. exactly what they're trying to do with their fucking money. Oh, well, that, I mean, I think even greater allegory for it is the crypto market and them trying to get rid of that. Uh, I, I talked about it a little bit on Lifting in the Ruins, but that FTX thing that happened? Yes. Wow. That was insane. That is... I, I loved you guys talking about that because <laughs> I didn't know berserk. anything about it. The, that whole story is incredibly berserk. Like, I mean, I, I don't go... I didn't go into too much detail, but I kind of covered the basis of it on Lifting in the Ruins. But basically, that Sam Bankman-Fried guy who was like, you know, the most generous billionaire in the world, blah, 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 like... Yeah. He had like all the backing and like popular support you could ask for as like a crypto exchange, even though he was like number two. You know, mm -hmm. Binance has been around longer, so they're just they're the big dog on the fucking playground. And um but they uh he basically sat there and it if you look into the connections, this is the stuff I didn't get into, is that his his mom's connections to that dim super pack and like they teamed up with Ukraine, and Ukraine put a bunch of money into FTX too, and a yeah, bunch, so of, money, what was a bunch that? of aid is getting sent to them. So he's basically like a rich kid, like spook kid he's asset. The, he's the Dems' second biggest donor. The Democrats, like on record, he is the second biggest donor to Democrat campaigns. This twenty-nine-year-old fucking dweeb, random dweeb that lives in the Bahamas with his weird orgy friends, and like he, um, he's the Dems' second largest donor, like a and. Apparently, like, they're going to be pretty fucked now that he's, like, you know, he's on the outs. 
Because he's that's like where a ton of their money came from from mm-hmm. this, this cycle and shit, which is a little weird when you start kind of looking into it all that he's running like a Ponzi scheme where he's funneling crypto funds out of people's pockets to his separate company that was already failing. Yeah. Because they gambled all their fucking money away. Because crypto is just a casino at the end of the day, a lot of the times. I think we all learned hard lessons there in our time on this planet. <laughs> I sunk like 50 bucks in Dogecoin. Like, yeah, yeah. So I feel the pain. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the pain. Well, that's the funny thing about it is like everyone, ha- everyone on some level with all those like goofy crypto scams in the past few years has some story where they've gotten screwed by that. I'm not going to lie. I rode that wave all the way up. I could have cashed out and made a buck. Right. I could have made a buck. That's how it always goes. But I got greedy. Right. That's how it always goes. And then the rug pull happened, and now it's still, it's back to fractions of a cent. Because it breaks down to where only the large holders, the whales and stuff, know the actual inside baseball and the moves that are about to happen. Because it probably relies very heavily on insider information at the end of the day. Absolutely. Which is how, like, the Sam Bankman guy, if they have this whole, like, polyamorous like cult house that they're all running the scam from yeah it becomes this giant group effort where they kind of all reap the benefits and they're mm-hmm. and they're driving this weird even like you said like they're using money and all this weird like spook intelligence shit to like drive social agendas like right. through donating to political right. parties and shit yeah. and so that's how like the greasiness of the interconnectedness of like everything really shows itself. Well, and the larger picture here is, is that now that this has happened, because uh, I guess he's done his part, so he can probably sail off into the night to like Argentina or wherever the fuck he's run off. Yeah, to. like you think he's gone. He's still he's... tweeting. He's still tweeting. And he's making like really trolly kind of tweets. Like the first <laughs> time he tweeted after it happened, he just tweeted what? And then single letter tweets after that, like every couple hours of H-A-P-P-E-N-E-D. And like said, what happened? Like, and then like start, he's been tweeting. He's doing John McAfee shit. He's been tweeting ever since just bullshit, like kind of trying to act like he had no clue. You know, like, I can't believe this happened, guys. I had no idea. We accidentally misclicked and sent all the money out. And we also got hacked. It's like all these perfect storm things that are happening. And now you have the Fed in New York is introducing a, um, like, a Fed coin, essentially. They're doing a trial for a paperless dollar trial. I now. just saw that today. Yeah. So that's the excuse for them to start testing the waters to be like, well, we have to step in and fix this. We can't de- decentralize. Clearly. Wait a second. So Sam Bankman was a catalyst for that? I think he was. I'm, I'm just, again, Whoa. that's all speculation, but True. I, it's perfect. It's too perfect. It's, it's, it's like another, it's like, it's a bigger level scheme than Enron was. Absolutely. Like via the amount of money. And, was and fucked, like tying him in with like political 10. super PACs and everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously we've known about the digital dollar agenda for a long yeah, time. They, they Alex don't... Jones, David Icke, everyone's it's, told us. You about don't even it. have to go there to find it. You can yeah. go to like WF's website and see this stuff on there. That that's what they want to do. They might want to start. Now doing they're telling us CBDC, yeah. central bank digital currencies, because they need because. That allows them to make people more controllable. That's all it's really about at the end of the day. It has nothing to do with like 
uh, oh, you know, the fiat printing system and all this stuff and like, oh, this is more manageable. It's just about control and like green banking and stuff and having like economic blocks that are structured in such a way that it's Look at what they did to the manageable. truckers. Yeah. Look at what they did to the truckers. Well, yeah. And you get, you know, you get locked out of your fucking Fed dollar account for like looking at too much furry porn or something, you know, and then next thing you know. Okay. Well, that I wouldn't be too mad about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely shame furries. We should shame and shun furries. But then what would you laugh at? That community has to exist. This There's got to be a focal point. <laughs> and you think that that's the focal point of, of all our rage? Of Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people, yeah. You think furry hate trumps George Floyd? Hating George Floyd? What do you mean? <laughs> God damn it. Are you, are you saying our focal point of our rage is George? <laughs> no, I meant like the George Floyd thing happened and then our focal point of our rage was, you know, racism and Yes. No, yeah, let's I mean, I think we'd all get along a little bit better. Stop if worrying we just collectively Stop worrying about all this race stuff and let's just start hating furries. And horse girls. Well, you can't hate a horse girl. Are you talking about the ones that fuck horses or which who said anything I'm about just, that? I'm just asking questions here, man. That's all I'm doing. I'm You're just, just trying to get questions. to the bottom of it? I'm investigating. Horse girls, bro. The ones that a, neigh. Note, a notepad. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that have the folders and the trapper key. You know, the horse folder girl. Run through the hallways on all fours. Yeah, that you know, the cult leader glasses. Yeah. The female what? equivalent cult leader glasses. Like these? No, the ones that are like oddly oval and you mm. can't tell if they're transitions or not. Like the... um. Like seri- like murder women glasses. Yeah, murder like women Jody glasses. Jodie Arias, like her shit. No, this is... This, I think what I'm going for is a little too niche, but uh, mm. I'll drop it, whatever. But yeah, no, definitely I think... I think you're right. If we if we could all collectively just hate horse girls and furries, I think that would definitely solve a lot of problems. Certainly. But um, yeah, the F- so back to the FTX thing. I don't know how the fuck... <laughs> how did I get us there? You uh, asked me about women fucking horses, honestly. True, yes. Um, but, I think somebody's uh, somebody's no nog has been getting to him, <laughs> dude. Your no nog brain is just fucking like you're trying to be like, yo, are we fucking? Is it every conversation? Are we fucking these horses? Beer me, sir. But I um, will beer you. But um, also, by the way, I have also been nog free for a minute. I haven't been. I haven't been keeping track. I've just been kind of like silently winning this battle, but uh I'm also on this journey with you, brother. I just want you to know. Oh yeah. We're hanging out. See, I, I decided this year not to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Just keep it like a whatever thing. It just is a whatever, whatever thing. But but I but it is a it is a blight. It is a plague on young men. I, I was talking to someone the other day and I said it was their modest modern uh, Sisyphus thing. Yeah, <laughs> like the, it really is. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm up the hill. You jerk off, it goes down the hill. <laughs> the rock. Goes actually, down when you the jerk hill. off, it actually just rolls over you, yeah, and you go all the way back, back to the bottom. You, yeah, yeah, and it smushes you on the way down. That's what happens every time so you true. sin. So true. Don't you know your palms will get hairy? Mine are covered in hair. What happened? <laughs> I'm, I look like a great ape over here. It spread to my whole body. <laughs> yeah, man, the 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 digital dollar currency thing being rolled out, dollar currency that was redundant. Yeah, yeah. digital Fed CBDC, central bank digital currency, Fedcoin, Fedcoin, essentially, yeah, and they can push it as something that's stable and safe, yeah. and you know, and reliable, but it's also easily like, I mean, even Bitcoin isn't untraceable. It isn't. It isn't. Yeah, 
But there's still like a record of everything. Like I, a lot of these guys, we well, have to put up massive was, blockers to yeah. to make it more or less untraceable. More or less, you know, like you you have a cold account where you have to remember the bajillion words, yeah. you know, that kind of shit. You can definitely hide it, but it's not untraceable. The blockchain is a blockchain. You can look at it. Well, it exists. The you know? whole thing about this whole trial run thing, though. Yeah. Well, they're calling it. Uh, they're calling it a uh, pilot. Yeah, it was a pilot. That's the, that's the word they're yeah, using. Yeah, that's so, their corporate jargon. So there'll be people who can opt in and start using the CBDC stuff, I guess. But the whole idea of a pilot really is to um, gauge, like, efficacy of an idea, you know, is to really just see if something's worth pursuing, you know? We already have most of our currency existing in digital space. Absolutely. On our bank servers and everything already. So we know the technology is there. We know it works. We know, excuse me, how to track people. The government and, and the people who run the shit, they, this is not a pilot. This is a test run. Yeah. They're, they're, they're well, this is pushing the, it out. This is that they now have a marketable product that they can use. They, 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 they're confident enough that it is functional that they're going to try it to see what kinks there are. They're, I think is that's yeah. what it is at this I think point. They're just getting. I think that they've, they've been brazen. planning for that for years, and I think this was just a really good, almost too perfect thing for them to be like, "Well, we got to now." Yeah, you know, it it definitely is like filling every little. It's it's all falling into place, you know. For us noticers out there, you could see it happen. You know, it's pretty easy to follow the fucking like markings in this story and be like, "Oh yeah, this was like an op," had to have been. Because he's going to get away. Nothing's probably going to fucking happen to him. You know. What if he becomes another Snowden? What if he, like, <laughs> it just starts making, like, TikToks in Argentina and, like, trying to be a white hat? And it's like, dude, you were in on... You caused this whole thing. He's had that kind of goofy kind of um, I'm on your side thing this whole time. And even the way he's tweeting right now... Yeah. It's still like, no, guys, I'm on your side. Like, I'm going to try and make, make this all right. So and it's would, like, I don't think there's a way for him to make it right. Who exactly is his mother again? His mom is, I think it's Barbara Freed, who runs, like, a couple different, like, dim packs and, like, voting organizations. And um, she, you know, where do you get the funds to start something up like that? Well, your son conveniently becomes the biggest, one of the biggest names in crypto almost over fucking night. Right. You know, like... Where did all that capital come from? Like he worked at a he worked at another like investment firm for a little bit, and he went to MIT, and that's like about it. Like, and then he just started doing this out of the blue. So I don't I don't know if it was just like they just got people to pay in so much, mm -hmm. and like apparently, I mean, people arguably think like a lot of the times when you put stuff on crypto exchanges, it tends to do better than it does just chilling in your wallet. Yeah, um, like just. I don't know. I don't know how any of the mechanics of that work, or like monetarily how that fucking works. But apparently, I guess there's some kind of benefit to having them on the exchange. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's like the exchange growing increases like their capital pool, and it's like it's just better for investing, I guess. At the end of the day, so it kind of they tricked people into so many people buying into FTX, and it's it's a kind of idea of making it appear legitimate. They did so many things that made it appear so legitimate, which is what always happens. These crypto scammers hire YouTubers to make you buy fucking Dink Donk coin and, <laughs> and yeah, right. scam a bunch of 14-year-old fans out of, like, their parents' money, you know? And then they're like, I can't believe you bought that shit. Why'd you buy that shit? They paid me to say it. It's just, like, that's the appearance of legitimacy. Right. And money can buy that. So this guy obviously had, like, a huge pool of capital from somewhere to get this started. 
and then like just went to all the right. How do you get partnered up with it? How are you 29 years old? A guy who barely worked for an investment firm for a little bit just starts a random company overnight, a crypto exchange, gets partnered up with the WEF. Gets partnered up like you got Tom Brady doing TikToks with you in the same right. room. Like a guy like that would never be in the same room as Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a nerd. It's like that was obviously fabricated. You have a whole arena in Miami that has your fucking logo on it, and then this happens. You know, right? It's 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 like it's too perfect. It's just too perfect. I uh I actually had a little schizo thought when I was listening to y'all's lifting in the ruins. <clears throat> There was a funny moment, not funny moment, but there was a moment where uh, uh, your brother confused black stone and black water, you know, like very big difference between, yeah. you know, an investment well, he, firm yeah. and a paramilitary like, group. Wait, I thought this was mercenaries, like mercenary, right? <laughs> uh, so you know, we love you, Cullen, but miss a mark a little bit on that one. But yeah. um, what that had me thinking, though, was like we talk about liquidity and money and hard assets and then we talk about digital dollar and you know federal reserve and all this like cryptocurrency and shit that kind of exists in the ether like shit that kind of like has value because we think it has value right yeah so i started i was like i was i was you know a little stoned and was thinking about black stone black earth black rock mm -hmm. you know just like the element of the earth and black water water flowing literally liquid mm -hmm. solid versus liquid and uh metal gear bro, solid but i could not stop thinking about that fucking picture from like afghanistan or iraq with like the military guys with all the gold bars iraq okay right yeah that's where they just yanked fucking saddam's gold so black water is the military group that goes in, seizes hard assets. That's where we get the opium. The military, you know, we, we control the opium fields. We get the hard gold. We get all the this fucking oil and shit from overseas, right? right, right. That's the liquidity. And then Black Rock, there, you know, all these groups kind of work together. Black Rock, the solid element, the earthen element, that's their fortress. Mm -hmm. That's where they hoard everything. That's where they collectively share their bullshit. And Smaug's cave. It's Smaug's cave, yeah. exactly. And they're giving us the illusion of the stock market, cryptocurrency, and they're and they're giving us all this fake, vapid, digital bullshit mm -hmm. that only has value because we think it has value. That's that's all the stock market is. Right. At the end of the day, it's just And they figured that out back in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Right. right. So basically all I'm getting at is just kind of that relationship between investment groups and then, uh, you know, intelligence groups, yeah. Blackwater, the military itself, whatever, yeah. whatever groups are going out and doing the dirty work, you're having the dirty work and then you have the fortress. I mean, you can almost think like a lot of those paramilitary groups, even the military itself is just like the police arm of those like world bank, central bank figures yes and it's just the running it's just guns. a police arm that's all it is it's the police arm of the elites yeah for yeah. sure for sure and it's, it's a great way of it's being it. like used it well and that's like even tying into the shit that's going on in ukraine because that's heating back up you know they had uh two rockets hit in poland which, or a rocket hit in poland and killed which two people. apparently i think biden came out this morning and said that it was a Ukrainian defense missile. Yeah, because the Ukrainians and Zelensky's gone on every fucking media outlet he can and said it was Russian like eighty times now, and like doesn't care. 
and it's funny because even there's like diplomats apparently that were overheard uh they were like yeah like we're all in for like helping them with aid but like they're outright lying right now and it's like kind of dangerous like they're they're realizing they've got themselves in a little too deep with this method actor <laughs> guy, you know. And they're like, "Wow, he's really taking it serious." He's like, a, we tell him to blame the other woo. side, and he just does it. Like yeah. he just unabashedly. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's very he's committed to the bit at this point. Of he's being, very committed to committed being to Michael the Scott. bit of being the president. He just loves being in front of the green screen. Honestly, I think that's what it is. It makes him feel good. I he think. loves that green screen. I think he just gets hopped up on cocaine and goes out there and is just like, you don't understand. It yeah. is there. We, they must pay. I mean, if that that thing made so many people. The old intelligence spook Jack Posobiec, as soon as it happened, was like, this is an attack on the Polish people and I demand blood. And it's just like, dude, you're so weird. Chill. You've been like, chill. An, you've been <laughs> anti-Warhawk, like pretending to be anti-Warhawk on Twitter. And the second it involves Poland now, you're like, we have to kill everyone over there. Like... <laughs> They it's, always it's show their grandstanding. They always it's, show their true colors. Yeah, they always show their true colors after a little bit. It's grandstanding. It's obviously he's like still tied in with intelligence, so he's pushing an agenda. He has a target audience, and that's where you have to start breaking shit down, like where you're getting your narratives from, yeah. who it's designed to target, and like even us, like even the schizo memes we look at, like. There's probably a handful of them that are very crafted for us. Yeah, you know what sure, I'm saying? For sure. You know, we even mentioned in an earlier episode about just kind of like Ted K's whole rise back into prominence. You know, you raise a good point. Like the only reason we kind of even talk about him still is because they're making movies and he he kind of had memes. a thing in meme culture last for year bit, for yeah. a while where like you know they were they were talking about the cabin. It was always like Wojak Ted K. Yeah, you know, shit everyone like just that. got tired of mod- of uh, industrial society, dude. They're just losing it. But uh, yeah, the memification of that, you have to really be careful where you get your shit from. You have to really stay grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah. you have to not like believe the meme because there's a lot of people yeah. who go to jail over believing memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe uh, January 6th was uh, believing the meme a little January 6th, they just <laughs> believed the was, meme. I think that was uh, with, with <laughs> a little help for some informants, but yeah. believing the meme a little too hard. You who know? is Ray Epps? We never figured that out. Still haven't figured that out. We that guy's still don't chilling. Know who Ray Epps is. He's chilling. Whatever he got his bag, uh, you see, he we took get, his money and run. We get we get another Trump run this coming up, dude. Ooh, he announced last night. Last night, last night. There's been a lot happening in 24 hours. Yeah, it's I'm been glad there busy. was a there was a pop off. Yeah, in the last a, yeah, hours. it kind of all culminated. It, like that strike happened like right when he was about to go live, and like I, I watched a little bit of it. Very low energy Trump. Very yeah. sad. Very very somber. Very sad. It's a very, very sa- sad time for our country. <laughs> Dude, it was it was kind of funny. The sanctimonious. Did you see that letter he wrote? They're all yeah. Bro, Dude. he wrote a letter it's and insane. called DeSantis the sanctimonious. Look, like you can say whatever you want about the guy, but he's the best at making dumb he, making up dumb names for people. He's a playground bully, dude. He's a, a playground bully. Lion Ted was his best bit. <laughs> yeah. Lion Ted was his fucking best bit. Lion Ted, Lion Ted, or what he was talking about? What was it? He tweeted a picture of his wife. He's like, he better keep Melania's name out of his mouth, or I'll spill the beans on your wife, Ted. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what did he, what did he know about her? You got a dog wife, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a dog wife. Oh my oh, god, shit. it's insane. He was so funny. I don't know if it's going to be as funny this time around. It's. I feel like it's going to be more. Um, no, it's probably going to be a little more serious. It's going to be dark and serious. Very dark and serious. I think not in the dark maga way either. In the oh god, yo, and uh, <laughs> I guess I guess Pelosi's out. As I speaker, did see that, man. Which now, they lost majority. So and now we can't get mad about her trading anymore. 
oh, plus, trust me, we'll still be plenty mad. Yeah. Because she'll be getting away with it, but because she's not the speaker, uh, she gets to keep doing it in secret. You know, and maybe that's part of the movie script. Too much heat on Nancy. They're like, hey, Republicans, y'all can have two years. Y'all can have two years. I'm just going to quietly fade away with my yachts and my milkies. She's chilling. My weird husband that has just gets his skull bashed male prostitutes that attack him with hammers. (laughs) Absolutely nuts. (laughs) That was that was kind of wild. That uh, whole thing. I don't know. We never really even talked we, about it that yeah, much. Yeah, we just like, skimmed over that what one. What the fuck happened with that? Deal. It was kind of a big deal. That was a big a deal. What the fuck there. happened? Well, so, like, apparently, th- there's so much obscurification about what actually happened. Like, the story came out, like, five different ways, you know? And it was like, oh. As it does. It was like, he first year, it's, like, attacked with a hammer. And then as more details came out, it was like, oh, well, when he called the cops, he said the guy's name and that he was a friend. But like it's an attacker. It's we're supposed to believe it's some random guy who just went nuts and like wanted to kill Nancy. Yeah. And they like talked about his like anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Were they in underwear? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Both, uh, Paul, or at least Paul was in his underwear or something. I and think and Paul talked about too. how he was able to get away to the bathroom to use the phone real quick. And like, it's like, well, if this guy like broke into your house and like was gonna attack you, I don't know why he'd let you go to the bathroom unsupervised. Yeah, like the whole thing is just weird. It's like, okay, my my best guess on the scenario here is he was having a little fun with one of his drug dealer buddies, which I'm assuming is who that guy was. They Either having, that or maybe a, a he a got fellow. caught. He got caught with cocaine in his system when, yeah. in that car accident. That's true. So he's probably having a little fun. I, I think that David guy was his dealer or whatever. They maybe they got into an argument. Maybe it was a lover's quarrel. A lover's quarrel, a little spat, and things went a little could south have been a little, Could have been a little Apparently druggy. they both like had the hammer in their hands and were fighting over it. Like, that's, when a the little, cops that's a little druggy, door. druggy, sucky, sucky. Seems like there might have been some uh, happy fun times going I think, on there. I think they were definitely doing some new room massages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the jelly. <laughs> covered in KY jelly. <laughs> They, they both look like Frank from uh, that one episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah, he turns into the slug. Oh, yeah. The hand sanitizer slug. Just slug wrestling. Just, yeah, they're just slug wrestling. Look, guys do that sometimes, okay? And you know what? And it's not... You shouldn't be ashamed. I don't think it's if illegal. If anything, it's progressive. I don't think it's illegal to... Actually, I don't know. It might be very illegal to slug wrestle someone in public. Yeah. I think that's assault. Probably. Yeah, I, it's I sh- probably not something you should maybe just, you like, shouldn't go slug do. wrestle people. But if you're if, if if it's you and your consenting drug dealer friend that has a hammer, yeah, slug wrestle away. Just go for it. Go a little slug wrestling. I love it. I love it. That was a very crazy thing though, to just happen. And uh, the fact that I think that like people are still psyoped into like being on Nancy's side. Like there are there are diehard through and through Democrats that will literally never think a single bad thing about their team, no what? matter what. And it, and it hey, goes both ways. It the same it goes both goes ways. But there are cutards out there that literally think there is n- there is not a single bad thing Donald Trump has ever done in his life. And it's like I could name about forty there's offhand. A there's a few. <laughs> there's more than a couple. Yeah. It's more than two. It's Let's just say that. It's more than two. <laughs> two, I'll give you a pass, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's just... You made some mistakes, but this is like... Oh, whoa. That's kind of the whole danger with just like Jersey politics, though. Yeah. I guess. And just with these people being tied up in the machine, you know, they ultimately... Like, it's this, it's this giant dog and pony show that ultimately kind of like keeps its own wheels turning. Like yeah. you said, they, they're going to they're gonna eventually make it so that... You know, the castle 
is around us individually mm. and and they're constricting each of us and so the machine is going to keep getting bigger just like we talked about you have only two parties the progressive party and the conservative party what are your only two options move forward or stay where you're at yeah. there is no going backwards the state will never give up power yeah. you couldn't get like anything back to the like the idea of like returning things the way the way they used to be so i mean that's is kinda, like is like a pipe dream yeah and that's kind of why i think i don't personally get super heavily involved in politics because yeah. i see it as theater i see it as ineffectual mm-hmm. i see it as largely just like unimportant right when it comes to like when i mean how how things actually happen maybe involving yourself is unimportant on some level but like it does some things do have impact on our daily lives some Fair. of them you know like i mean like biden right now like inflation probably wouldn't be as fucking high as it is uh you know that kind of shit that's fair but it's like at the same time it's like i mean it's really easy to get super jaded on it i mean I, i've heard i had heard some people recently like bring up a point that like it's kind of like a pithy shitty thing to be like oh i don't vote i mean i guess gloating over it is like if you're no, like i heard the wesser Brabus's yeah, episode, yeah. yeah you know but it's like my my kind of concept is like i don't know man i just don't feel like being involved like at this point like i, I did my time i played team politics yeah. and i got fucking tired of it like sorry it's all disappointing you know that i just don't feel like it's worth my time or attention at this point other well, than other than like laughing at these fucking people sure sure and that might be like bleak nihilism but or it's some form of it but i like i don't feel nihilistic thinking that way personally well, I think it's empowering in a way to kind of shed yourself of certain power structures. And, like, I think we as humans and as societies, like, create constructs in our minds. And we create constructs and institutions. And so this whole idea of a government in a state is a psyop that's been going on for a long, 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 long time. And so something you just said a minute ago was just like, oh, well, like, politics does matter in some ways because of biden we have inflation if you actually take a step out though and you're looking at global politics who's pulling the strings who's financing both sides you know the no no family names we can't say on this that start with s and r and all those fun things like a carlin bit where the seven families you can't say exactly right (laughs) on tv (laughs) so i mean all that's going on and really Joe Biden was supposed to be there. Donald Trump was supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, I guess the the inflation, look, the inflation is supposed to happen. Agenda 2030. The inflation needs to happen now. They need to make Ukraine happen. None of this is organic. Not a fucking cent of any of this is organic (laughs) at all. So politics. I'm inclined to agree with you. (laughs) So, hey, to to, to all, I don't don't gloat about non-voting. I just really drive the point home that like, okay, both parties financed by the same sides. They have the same special interests. Republicans, Democrats, they like kickbacks from big pharma. They like kickbacks from insurance companies. They like kick. They like insider trading. They all fucking well, do it's, it. It's, Pelosi and the fucking lot of them. I mean, great example. Like Fox News runs tons of pharma ads, but then they're like talking shit about Fauci and the jab at the same time. It's like, but you guys are still taking their fucking money. It's because they're playing their role. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. plays a role in the movie script. Yeah, it's a big fucking shadow box that's constantly moving around it's plato's cave yeah and so you ask me to go vote like my fucking vote matters in any way at all because it doesn't yeah it It, it just the things that i've seen 
Well, like the, Trump the dots lo- that I've connected. Trump it, lost the popular vote when he won. Like it's it it kind of when you boil it down to the electoral college, like your vote kind of doesn't really fucking matter. Sure. And so I mean. If it makes you feel good at the end of the day, go for it. I'm not going to shame anyone for any of the shit that they want to do. It's a cope. If you want to participate, it's a cope. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go that far and say it's a fucking cope. I but. think voting is a cope. I'll go that far. I'll say really? voting is a. But it's also I can't blame people because I also say all the time that people are victims. People are victims of propaganda. We're inundated. Like we're born into an industrial society that we think is normal. Mm-hmm. None well, of this were, is normal. We're coached into it being normal. And so it's a cope. They give you voting. No, no, no. no. It's, it's designed as a cope is what I'm saying. It's not like... It's like people are victims and voting is designed to like satiate you and, and pacify you yeah. to be comfortable in the prison. Yeah, yeah. It's it's to pacify you and to make you think you have a voice. And, and Kanye comes out, vote or die, and all these people and all this shit. Everything's an op, bro. Yeah, everything's an op. Yeah, that's kind of the greatest psyop of all times. Everything's a fucking psyop, unfortunately. But um, yeah, like I guess at the end of the day, oh, can I get one more of those? But um, yeah. Oh no, the weed butter. But I don't. But yeah, like I, I'm not gonna like condemn anyone for just doing what they think is like normal. Sure. You know, like do what you want to do with your life. Like I'm not here. I don't want anyone to like, I don't come into anything with the concept of like trying to make someone think like me. Like I don't want you to think like me. No. You know, at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't want you just because I say like, I don't vote doesn't mean like I think everybody else should like not do it. It's like, I'm not going to actively encourage someone not to like, if that's what you want to do and you feel like that's your part in society, go for it. If it makes you fucking happy. But I'm still going to present information in such a way of like based on the things that I've seen and experienced that like, yeah, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's a fucking crapshoot at the end of the day. You have popular vote electoral college. You have gerrymandering. You have like historical, like you look at, uh, okay, how Fetterman won in Pennsylvania. You look at the map yeah. and obviously population density is a thing. I get that. But like they gerrymander districts that still exist today where it's like all the black people are over here. All the white people are over here. Right. Let's make sure this is a Republican district, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, this obviously isn't representative of like actual communities that exist here. Right. Like if you took a snapshot of a neighborhood that you would think is like, okay, like take Lakeside, for example. Yeah. And you go, Oh, this why is, like is there middle a li- class? Like, why is there a line running straight through it? Yeah, because that's because that's a whole community on its own. Like the way we look at it from a, our own spatial perspective, right. it's like Lakeside's Lakeside, but then they're like separated into two different voting districts. Exactly, and so gerrymandering still exists. Your vote doesn't matter. Like they rig everything the most possible way, even down to mail-in voting. Like in. Say what you will about that. All I'm saying is it's probably not the most secure method is all I'm saying. Yeah, it definitely seems to be a thing. It's funny because uh, after the midterms, all the um, all the pundits, you know, Charlie Kirk, whoever. Yeah. They're like, we're going to make the most massive legal mail-in voting system ever now. <laughs> like, so they've caught on to the game now. Sure. So it's like maybe the elections will be fair next time. <laughs> yeah, they'll totally sense, be fair. Know? Quote, unquote, fair. I'm going to say, quote, unquote, fair. It's, it's who can cheat the most now. It, and it's always been in the system. Yeah, it's it's gaming. It's who can cheat the most? Get, who can game the system the best? Yeah, because all this stuff is legal. 
by law standards. Like all this like shit Trump they said, do is why, legal. Why didn't he pay taxes? Because I'm smart. Because I'm smart. Yeah, it's like everybody's got to work around, especially the people in the halls of power and like who've been there and seen it and experienced it. Everybody can find a fucking workaround. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but oh god, that one's coming from within. It's doing something, but I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't drank in a couple days. So this I've been is, chilling too. I've been chilling. I'm trying the bloat, to stick to the gym stuff. And, the bloat's hitting me, bro. This is probably fucking me up right now. But I'm I'm very close to um. I'm close to my end of the year goal. I want to be sub 200 by nice. the end of the year. Nice, brother. I just stepped on the scale. I'm 201 on the dot. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Brother. Yeah. And that's a lot heaviest, of fucking work because you were 240, right? My heaviest was 240 Dude, last summer. That's a fucking impressive. Yeah. So I, I'll Good say right you, now, man. bro, I shed about 15 just from not drinking for about six months. Of course. So I shed 10 to 15 pounds from no alcohol. Hardline, no alcohol, no weekends, no nothing, no yeah, one no here, no treats, yeah, it's, no it's empty calories. Six months, no alcohol. I dropped fifteen pounds. Then I started running. I got on my gym cycle, got on all that stuff, and yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty close to my goal. I'm feeling good about it. That's so. what's up. Yeah, hell very yeah. very happy for you. You've been uh, you've been lifting lately. I've been sticking to it. Uh, I've ha- I've been off and on. There's been like a couple days where I'm just like I don't feel like going or something. But usually I, I'm tr- staying steady at about at least three days a week, no matter what. And then I kind of try to do a little extra, you know, like when Sorry, I'm there. My buddy's FaceTiming me. I try to do a little extra, you know, and like uh, each day I'm there, try to do a little more just if I know I'm not going to come back that week. So I kind of. Try to cram it into three days if I'm not going to do the full five. Yeah. You know, just trying to keep steady with it. Like, I went this morning because I had to get up and edit. So I woke up and fucking went and did my whole thing at 5 a.m. But I've it's been nice not having to wake up at 5 a.m. for a while. Oh, yeah. That's pretty chill. I don't pretty set a, chill. I haven't set an alarm for a week now, which is awesome. I love it. I it's see. It's very I don't, liberating. I don't set an alarm, but I still get up at five. <laughs> I, I can't even. Well, I can, but it's just like now I'm like, yeah. I'm experiencing what it's like to just sleep naturally. Well, you know what it is, too, is you did like one like 10 hour Call of Duty stream and just <laughs> fucked your whole cycle up. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely messed things up. I, I, it's kind of funny when you think about streaming because it's like. I'm not gonna, I don't want to make it sound like it's this much, but it does take a lot to sit there for fucking like eight plus hours. Oh my God. Yeah. Like to, and not go do anything else. Uh, not that it's like a struggle, but it's just yeah. like, fuck. You're just like, dude, you look at the timer on there and you're like, fuck, it's only been like three hours. And you're just like, I'm trying to do eight today. <laughs> like, it's funny. So, CGB, uh, Covert Go Blue, that Magic Arena streamer yeah. I sent you. I've been watching some of his stuff just to get deck ideas. So, he is dope. And actually, he is so influential. I shit you not. So, sometimes, like, he'll come out with a deck on Arena. And then everybody starts and playing. And then the it. next day, <laughs> everyone's playing. I got one I picked up from one of his vids that I've been using. Dude, he's slick with it he's smart but the thing that he does is he releases a video every day that's his shtick yeah you got to and he's taking some breaks but he basically releases a video every day and so the way he does it is he picks like one or two days and streams like eight ten twelve hours for like two or three days whatever and then he edits them and releases them one one a yeah, day just fires them the off like this is like three or four games from this one section but this is- what's funny is that throughout the week like or depending on the video you can tell if it's like an early session or a late session because like sometimes he's like really energetic and then the other times he's like all right i've been 
playing for 10 hours today yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i'm just going to cast this spell now it's yeah, just dude. like not into i know it. that like, fatigue because yeah. like you sit there if you get a good deck that beats people you can play like 100 matches real fucking fast sure and by the time you get to them you're just like going through the motions like you like i have this mid blue tempo deck mm-hmm. the one I, pl- I played it against you a couple times the other day mm-hmm. And that one is just like so by the books that like I could almost do it blindfolded now, like yeah. based on my hand and just be like, uh, uh, and just throw stuff out. Well, that's a real cool thing about Arena that's helped me a lot is I was really intimidated about the interface just because there's so many magic cards. Again, like we talk about, there's there's just an inundation of especially standard sets right. since 2015. Right. Since Hasbro took over, there's just been so much product mm-hmm. and it's hard to keep up with. It really is. Um, but what arena does that's really cool is that one, it does all the math and counting and abilities and orders for you. So it removes a lot of thinking, but the also, the other thing that's nice is that, like you said, you play a deck a couple times, like you start to see the artwork and you know what it does. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't even need to like, cause like, normally oh, this is my Delver of secret to transforms. Like, yeah. So like when, easy. when we play Matt or when we play paper magic, uh, a lot of times we're like sitting there reading like yeah. paragraphs to each yeah, other. Yeah, you always it, still read it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on arena, it's just such a cool it becomes interface. like muscle memory. <laughs> which I guess if you're Hasbro, like why wouldn't you want? to drive your user base there because i heard they're about right now uh according to one guy he said they're doing about 60 percent revenue in paper Mm -hmm. and about 40 percent online and they want to invert that to like 80 percent online right 20 paper and so there could be you know that argument for tanking shit on purpose yeah because once a couple once like enough of the cards get out people aren't going to go buy packs they're no. just going to go to TCG or whatever and fucking buy the fucking No, that's that's I need four cards of this. Well, that's like, only that's only for bulk stuff. I mean, TCG resale like you go on there like there's $100, $200, $300 cards on there. Mm-hmm. You know, no no average player People don't buy those, you don't think? Oh, well no, no, well, no. What not, I'm yeah, saying not, is not like at home tabletop. Like, you're you're like die hard magic player from the 90s and people like me and you will do that. But why would we do that when we can also just print proxy cards for cheap? And so that's the thing. If True. if Magic, yeah. if Wizards of the Coast is coming out and they're already reprinting Reserve List, which is a thing they said they would never, ever, ever, ever do. Hasbro was like, hold, hold my beer. So if they're doing that, they're basically signaling to people that we don't care about A, our promises, and B the resale on a lot of this shit because right. again like like i mentioned in earlier in the episode when the black lotuses sell for half a million dollars hasbro's not getting that now right it's, and they're no. pissed off about yeah, yeah, it yeah of course so of course they would want to tank the secondary market of yeah. course they're like fuck all of you we're just going to reprint the reserve like, list. this isn't profitable like there's so much money yeah. we're missing out on and if you transfer it all online it's like well like they have so did you see the arena they added the thing where you can buy gold packs. You can no, you can buy wild cards now. They didn't used you've to have always. That. I think you've uh, always been able to buy wild cards. No, because I because I, I went on there today. I went I went on there when Brothers Wars launched. Uh-huh. It said 
new and it said buy four wild cards or buy four mythic rare wild cards no that, shit. that was new you can no just shit. buy them outright you don't have to buy packs now and get random wild cards you can just because if you because most of the good decks are made up of mostly rares and mythics of on course, arena. that have a lot of synergy. That, and usually those rares and mythics, each other, yeah. they have multiple abilities and they things like that. They all stack with each other and do really good complementary stuff. And then you have people online producing these things like deck lists. They're like, this is the deck you need to beat people. Right. And for like me, a ranked player like that's doing rank, hard stuck at plat two still. But um, that's a boon because it lets you win. Yeah. Because the idea is you want to... It's just... All you really get out of like getting up to like mythic rank is you get like six packs and like some free reward shit, you know, and the prestige and the prestige of it. You can be like, I'm fucking mythic ranked, which is probably really hard to break into more than likely because I'm having such a hard time getting out of plat two. Um, it's like I got there and then it's like I win three mm-hmm. and then like lose four and then oh, like yeah. win two and lose well, three. And what sucks and, like, too is once you get past like diamond or platinum, the latter. Y- usually goes up two back one yeah but once you get to diamond it's up one back one so it's a one for one yeah so it's It's harder to level up once you're there but going back to the the resale value yeah think about you can't transfer online cards yes there's a built-in thing where like i can't have a card and gift it to you right and so each player kind of has their own profile, their own thing. And that could lead to like what people used to do with Final Fantasy, where people would just like sell their account. My boss, yeah, yeah. My boss told me that he straight up sold his Final Fantasy on PS2. He sold his Final Fantasy character for almost $1,000. He made like $880 oh, wow. because he posted on a forum. Right? right, he was playing on old school like PS2 servers and yeah. all that shit back in the day. Eleven, I believe it was. Okay, it probably was that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a guy bought his shit and PayPal'd him eight hundred and eighty dollars for like his character. Just, just and that's the just because re- it was far enough along. Exactly, didn't have to do any of the work. Yeah. So that could become a thing where people like go into accounts. Oh, people will start doing that and start farming Cause, accounts because you can do like mass. You can do collection, and once you have, you're like, I have every card on this fucking account. Yeah, and it's like now you owe me what a black lotus costs. And you, yeah, and you yeah. could set a you could set a monetary value based upon how many packs you fucking bought to get there, or how many wild cards you bought. So I do I do think the wild card thing is like a straight. It's pretty much a cash grab because I feel like buying wild cards is more expensive than just buying packs and hoping you get what it is because you kind of organically get wild cards. Sure, and it's and it's uh it's fun that way. It's rewarding that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, the whole the whole resale on the online doesn't exist, and yeah. they want to control it just like the digital dollar, the Federal yeah. Reserve. And I know I've said it like three or four times this episode, but it's just really wigging me out that like all this shit is just happening all at once. We just had midterms. If I'm if I'm taking the schizo movie script approach, like what do they fucking have planned for us? That's that's where my mind goes is like I'm seeing all this signaling like for decades Jones and Ike and everyone's right. talked about it and now like you mentioned the World Economic Forum is telling you in their own words what the fuck do they have in store for us man Yeah I mean I don't think it's going to be anything that like happens overnight cuz that's not how these things go Sure Everything's a slow creep I feel like you know It's never just a um like it just it doesn't just unfold and you're like oh now we're like in a we're in a Agenda 2030 now, you know, like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen that way. It's just going to be slow, incremental things, you know, nothing 
too crazy to like get people because there's still like the chaos factor of like people just getting fed up. Like I know it's, I know we always talk about like people don't get motivated to like resist anything, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think you push far enough. Like people will eventually kind of get fed up with this shit, especially Americans. That's the thing. I think people really have to understand that they can get away with shit in Australia and Canada and all these other controlled places and even in dictator, obviously in dictatorships. Yeah. It's just, we have a dictatorship that's not as apparent, you know? And I don't want to say it's more of an oligarchy. Well, there's still some kind of social contract that like prevents them from going too far. Right. It's, it is more of an oligarchy, but you're right that America is the last one you want to fuck with as far as like a population goes. Mm -hmm. So, it really could be that all these other world events are like test runs. Like what they're doing in China, I've mentioned before, they want to do to the rest of the world. Like World Economic Forum sees that. It's that changing of the guards, man. Like they, it's part of the movie script of like, mm -hmm. okay, America had its time, but now it's like, okay, we're seeing that this, you know, Chinese model is working a lot better. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of adopt that. Well, and then the elites can kind of run on that gambit. The unipolar world order, like, is trying to figure out what its exact delivery method is going to be. Sure. And that's, I think that's what it's been the past, like, 20 years, you know, since, like, the escalation of, like, the war on terror and all that stuff. Like, that's their new thing is, like, they're trying to figure out exactly how to like fully pictureize the way this control system will work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not there and it's it's being implemented slowly, but it's like they're figuring they're using different test beds to be like, "All right, well this, you know, they've achieved total human uh, I don't think China has total human control." No, not but total. But they definitely have like a large database on it of like I saw a recent, the information of things. I saw know? a recent protest, man. People in China are getting fed up and that's that's when really? you know it's bad. Yeah. I can't remember when or where, but there's a recent video I saw and it could have been propaganda. It could have been a number of things. But right. uh yeah, they're saying like even in China, like I think they still have like a zero COVID policy. They are still doing that, and people do not like that. <laughs> right, and so yeah, people don't like it, and they're taken yeah. to the streets. And I've seen like they're busting down barricades, and like hundreds of people just running through the street, just screaming and like letting everything out. And uh, people really are at their breaking points, and uh, <clears throat> that's why I don't know. I I always try to like check out from the bullshit and like really focus on what matters to me because on some level like i know i can't affect it you know on some level like my vote doesn't right. matter yeah, yeah this podcast doesn't matter yeah, yeah like nothing we do like ultimately i think the only thing that does matter is raising your personal vibration and just kind of contributing to the overall goodness like as long as you're contributing to goodness even on a small scale you're doing better than most people you know, so like just kind of taking that and like elevating yourself, being a part of that collective consciousness, not contributing to the hate and bullshit, you know, I think is what really gets me through it and trying not to, you know, and catch myself when I get angry at shit like the pop filter, you know, like, <laughs> like I'll catch myself like I do it every day, bro. Like I feel you like every little thing like is I'm this close to being set off, but like I can't allow that. You well, know, and then ultimately it's getting to the point where like the stuff doesn't even set you off. And right. Then, you know, it's it's to the point where then you're raising yourself to where you're emanating goodness and then you're helping calm other people's 
other people down that are like in your immediate circle, right? And so I think focusing inward has really like helped me over the past couple years and it's helped my relationship. It's the only reason I'm still with like the best woman I've ever met in my life. And, you know, the life that we're building together and all that shit is just because I stopped blaming other people. I stopped playing party politics. I stopped looking for all these like what's going to happen is going to happen it's 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 gonna fucking happen so i can be freaked the fuck out about it yeah or i can just kind of chill and maybe just not participate right know. and that's kind of where i am and even to the voting and everything that's kind of where i'm at it's just like i'm i'm boycotting that method of lifestyle like i just don't want to participate in that at all I feel you. And that's just where I'm at. I agree. Focusing on the N-word very much.